0: When you open a bank account, do you surrender all your rights to your privacy and personal data? Well, guess what? As of now, yes, you do. Mm. The FBI is in bed again with Facebook. Yeah, again. Didn't learn the first time. And being reasonable and using common sense is gone. That plus it is election day here in Malaysia, GE fifteen, I believe it is, and we will have a brief update on that. Welcome to the J. Sheldon Show. Happy Saturday! Yes, the weekend's here. It was a uh, it was a beautiful day actually today. It was really nice here in Malaysia, uh, and at night, as usual uh, of late, it's raining. It's really raining very hard in some areas here. About half hour ago, it was. Pouring. And now it's gone away. But there's still some lightning and thunder in the distance, so that's uh that's happening. All right, we've got lots on the show tonight. Yes, we do, and uh we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start right off with our Miko update, of course. Miko update. Ooh. Sorry, I was sneaking a coffee during the opening. The Miko update. Ong Chi Chong has liked the stream. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Thanks for popping in. Good to have you with us. Um, Anyway, our Miko update. Miko, if you don't know, if you're new to the show, is our little Shiba Inu dog, and uh, she will be three years old on the 1st of December. So just a couple of weeks away, she's going to be turning three. And uh, today was election day in Malaysia. And everybody had to advertise their candidate with their picture and where you put the X in. So I made this because it was vote for Miko Day. And we actually, uh, uh, Jenna Zuki says, she gets my vote. So (laughs) thank you, Jenna. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Uh, Yeah, she's doing very, very well. As a matter of fact, you know what? I think I can do this live. It's going to go back to my Facebook page, but that's fine. And then as soon as it loads, Facebook, by the way, has been horrible lately. Check this out on our walk tonight because as you know, she's at the end of her heat cycle and it's when she's, how do I say this politically correct? Most horny there. That's not politically correct. But anyway, she uh, <laughs> she has been driving all the male dogs in the neighborhood nuts. Here she is. I don't know what this dog's name is. It lives just up the road from us. I call it Blackie. For obvious reasons. But there she is. Just kind of standing there. Just trying to. And he couldn't be more interested. He is trying everything to do to get her attention. And she's just sitting there having a good old time. And he is. He's pounding at the gate. Come on. Come on. Come in and play. Or whatever. And of course. She's being the little tease that she is. Now she's got. Let me just pause this. She's got another dog on our walk. The beginning of this is a bit out of focus because I just had to quick shoot. But there is this wonderful family that lives a few streets away from us. And for some reason, this male dog, she is fascinated. We we call this guy her boyfriend because she will stop by every time we walk and try and see if this guy's home and if she goes nuts, not just when she's in heat. But of course, at the moment, she is. And so you really can't see him because their gates a bit a bit uh, closed up not like Blackie but it, this is her going nuts tonight when she was trying to get his attention he is there you can see his little nose there underneath the uh, the gate so he's there and she is trying everything to try and get his attention and he's giving as much of it as he can sticking his nose through the gate so he'll pop up over here sometimes and they'll give kisses <laughs> So, yeah, that was that was Miko out on her walk, doing everything she can to try and uh, uh, try and get the guy's attention. So we didn't see Max tonight, the golden retriever. That would have been a video. I will try and get that for you. Hopefully, maybe tomorrow we'll see him on Monday. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's that. Um, I'll tell you what. As I mentioned, it is election day in Malaysia. And can I just say, you Malaysians have some ugly fingers. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's not just the finger. It's the finger with purple. Okay, let me, let me show you. These pictures have been all over Facebook today and Instagram and Twitter and you name it. Here in Malaysia, we have, yeah, I know for some people it seems a bit archaic, but it works. We have this indelible ink and when you cast your vote you stick your finger in this ink and it doesn't rub off for a long time unless you purposely go at it. But this shows that you have voted. seems a little 18th century but it works. And before you Americans start laughing at our system here in Malaysia let me just add that the polls closed about six hours ago and tabulations are already coming in and we will know likely even before midnight who's won the vote so there you go america especially say a place like maricopa county you freaking morons criminals yeah so laugh if you want to about our crazy finger stains here in malaysia but we're getting it done and good on you so yeah, these pictures have been absolutely all over everywhere on Facebook and I'll tell you honestly for the most part like I said, you guys got some ugly fingers even when they're not stained purple. But the purple doesn't help. So here's another one. Let me just uh, flip over. There. there you go. See that? Yeah. Oh, man, that's just gross. Okay. Anyway, that's our democracy and we love it sort of. Actually, it's a constitutional monarchy i think but you know whatever okay now uh just to get you updated again if you're not in malaysia sorry i'm just going to take a few minutes here but uh this is from where oh the malay mail they're doing quote unquote live updates uh so if i refresh this i will get the latest post from this ah as of 10 o'clock so just six minutes ago uh, Pakatan Harapan's Mosley Malik has failed to defend his Simpang Rangam seat from Barisan National's Datuk Hasni Mohamed. Uh, Mosley won the seat in 2018 as part of Bursatu, but quit the party after the aftermath of the Sheridan move. Wink Ribbit. Uh, as of uh, five minutes of 10, uh, DAP's Liu Ching Tong, Tio Ni Ching, and Pang Hok Leong have won. Iskandar Putri, Kulai, and Labis respectively, according to preliminary vote counts. Labis' result also meant former MCA president, Dr. Uh, uh, Datuk Sri Dr. Chwa Loy Lek's son, Chwa Tiyong, again unsuccessful in his father's former seat. Uh, Parakatan uh, National has taken the lead in Perlis. State seats of Pua, Simpang Ampat, Salang, Tambung Tulung, and Gua Sanji. Early counting suggests BN on track to lose the state for the first time in its history. Again, I'm not making any political commentary because they don't allow me to do that here. I am a guest. I want to. Got a lot to say. Keeping the mouth shut. So there it is. If you want these kind of live updates, uh, you can check out the Malay Mail, and I didn't put a link in the show notes because it was just a last-minute thing that I thought I'd pop in here to bring you as up to date as I could. And by the way, there is a live feed from one of the uh, ASEAN television channels. It's not Malay, Malaysian, uh, but it's quite good, and they've got commentators and vote voting results. So. If you want to check over there, it's it's a YouTube live uh, broadcast. You can check that out also. All right. Cool beans. What else we got? Go- we got lots going on tonight. And our headline tonight is a scary one. It is a very scary one. You know, it's bad enough that these people are uh, winding up, going to force you into digital currency, which we all know we've talked about it before. It's a complete nightmare. However... If you think the government and your bank isn't in cahoots already, you would be wrong. This is from the Epic Times and the headline is how the government makes your bank spy on you. The link is in our show notes. This is just uh, updated November 15th, so a few days ago. When you open a bank account, you surrender all your rights to your privacy, all your personal data. Do you just give that up? Well, apparently the answer today is yes, you do. The Bank Secrecy Act of 1970 and the subsequent amendments mandated that your bank must inform the federal government about any transaction they consider suspicious. Broadly defined, that may be in the form of suspicious activity reports. A lot of times it's like, you know, if you have regular deposits over, say, 10,000 USD and things like that. I mean, you you know the rules. How often do banks think their customers are doing something suspicious? Well, according to the US Treasury Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, this is unbelievable. There were 20 million bank reports of suspicious activity. In 2019, they filed 20 million suspicious activity reports. An August report by the Cato Institute titled Government Surveillance Doesn't Stop at Your Bank's Front Door says the reporting requirement does not just apply to banks. Currency exchanges, payment companies, broker dealers, casinos pawnbrokers, travel agencies, and car dealerships. All this world would seem to be illegal under the U.S. Constitution. The Fourth Amendment, for example, prohibits unreasonable search and seizure by the government and establishes a requirement for the government to get a warrant, you think, and show probable cause of a crime before that warrant is granted. However, according to the author of the Cato Report, Jennifer Schulp, one reason the government surveillance by proxy, here we go again, has been allowed by U.S. courts, including the U.S. Supreme Court, is something called the Third Party Doctrine. The Third Party Doctrine is a legal principle that essentially removed the expectation of privacy you have, From information that is shared with a third party, including your bank. So, under current Fourth Amendment jurisprudence, the information you give your bank, whatever it is, is no longer private. And it's no longer private, meaning it goes straight to the government. They get everything without a warrant, without Just cause, they just get it. This goes on to explain some details about exactly what's wrong and how extensive all this government surveillance is. Trust me, it is an eye-opener. The link is in our show notes. You really should check it out, because the details are scary at best. (laughs) And as if that weren't enough... Here we go again. I've done stories like this in the recent past, and it's happening again. This from the epic Times also. FBI director, that criminal who I cannot wait until he gets investigated, and that's going to happen. The FBI director, Christopher Ray, cannot be sure whether Facebook is sending user information to agents. We are right now live on Facebook. So hello, FBI. Nice to see you. We're also live on YouTube, Twitch.tv, and our main channel, Rumble.com, where we uh, really appreciate you signing up for a free account and subscribing to our show over there, The Jay Sheldon Show, on Rumble.com. It's free. Anyway, this uh, link is in our show notes. FBI Director Chris Wray said he cannot be sure whether Facebook is sending agency user information without being compelled to do so. An act that would violate the law, I might add. Wray's remark in response to a question from Rand Paul. Boy, (laughs) you do not want to be in front of Rand Paul on some one of these committee things. Uh, It comes after Republicans in the House Judiciary Committee released a report. In early November this month, in which a whistleblower suggested the FBI has a special relationship with Facebook, in which it accepts private user information without any consent and, most importantly, without any legal process. Likely codenamed Operation Bronze Griffin, said the report. It alleges that types of user and content that Facebook provides the FBI have a very partisan focus, tending to only concern users from one side of the political spectrum, and you can just guess which side that is, and that there is an enormous, no surprise here, pro-Democrat bias within the FBI. This article's in our show notes. Please read it. There's more details. You know, I just saw a YouTube video tonight from some guy called, I don't know, Nate the Lawyer. Very interesting. But he uh, he took a look at the problems and the enormous losses that Meta is having. Meta, formerly known as Facebook. And, of course, the app is still Facebook. But... Uh, The hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions in value that Facebook has lost just in the last, I mean, in a single day, they set, they broke their own record for biggest loss ever by a company. And, uh, you know, everybody is disappearing off of Facebook. Facebook, honestly, the way Facebook has been coming up for me lately, this algorithm, the kind of crap they're feeding me, I'm just not interested. It's not working it's junk and I spend considerably less time on Facebook even though I am the older demographic which is apparently almost all that's left on Facebook. Um, Young people are moving to other platforms including Instagram and sadly TikTok. I will tell you, I've told you before and I'll say it again because it's just that important. If you sign up for TikTok and you do not Thoroughly and completely read all of the terms of service, you are making an enormous mistake. Now, they did do some sort of, you know, Facebook hired some conservative firm to try and, you know, cast suspicion on TikTok because TikTok's stealing a lot of their younger audience, tons of them, millions of them. You didn't need to, all you need to do is encourage people to read the TikTok terms and conditions. I did, which is why I am not, will not ever, ever be on TikTok in my lifetime. If I live to be a thousand, I will never put that spying crap Chinese app on my phone. You will never see me on there. And if you have it, Well, you can just say goodbye to all of your privacy and all of your personal data. They have the right to change any posts you make, to delete whatever you put up there. They have the right to access all of your contact information on your phone. They basically own your ass, 1,000%. If you are on TikTok, you are an idiot. I know, millions of people are. Well, millions of people are having their personal data who knows what else they can access stolen and it's going straight to China. So have fun on your TikTok with the little dancing videos. One of these days you will be sorry right now. I am, I've said it before, seriously, considering just dumping, uh, my Facebook feed, uh, on a permanent basis because I'll probably keep the account, but, Putting my show on Facebook just, it just isn't sitting right with me because of the, the crap that they're doing getting in bed with the government again. And this is just the stuff we know about. All right. This is an international story, but sadly, extremely sadly, um, it has a Malaysian angle. Again, it's from the Epic Times. And again, the link is in our show notes and it starts off with a very sad picture of two of the victims of malaysia airlines flight mh17 the crash rests on a uh, picture rests on empty chairs during a protest outside the russian embassy in the hague netherlands um it doesn't change anything mixed emotions as the court verdict for mh17 has been handed down this just 2 days ago Families of Australian MH17 victims found some solace in the overnight conviction of three people in the downing of the flight, but said their family members, of course, would never return. The Dutch court found two Russians and one Ukrainian separatist guilty in absentia of killing all 298 people, including 38 Australians, when they shot Flight 17 down Back in 2014, boy, it's, it's hard to imagine it was that long ago. None of the defendants appeared at the trial, meaning unlikely they will ever serve the life sentences they were handed down by the court. Marin O'Brien, the mother of a victim, says she felt relieved because her son would have wanted the truth out. I also feel sad, she told ABC News, because for all of us, it doesn't change anything. There were Malaysians on that flight, also. Sad, sad story. Justice for MH17. So they've uh, they've convicted and sentenced to life three people, and honestly, it's just wallpaper at this point. It doesn't matter, and nothing will come of it. Unbelievable. So much bad news tonight, I'm telling you. Does it get any better? Oh, no, it doesn't, but I do have a comment. Uh, so actually, this is a weird site on Facebook. It's called I Love Discounts, but you know they post stuff other than discounts occasionally. I put the link in our show notes. This is Remember I showed you the picture of Miko? This is how you're supposed to mark your ballot. You have party A. Let me just get my mouse back. You have party A party B, and you put an X in the box that is meant to indicate your choice. So if you do it like this example, this is correct. If you draw your lines all the way to the edge of the box, they say it's risky because you might draw outside of the box and into the box of another party. For example, this is what they consider a spoiled ballot. How stupid do you have to be? You look at this, and just because that little tiny nipple of a line went into that party B box, they consider this ballot spoiled. Like you can't look at this freaking thing and figure out, obviously, who the person was choosing. Are you that freaking stupid? But no, a little tick went into the bottom box, so, up spoiled ballot. Like I said, common sense is dead. You look at this and it's as a thousand percent you can tell who this person meant to vote for. There is no question. You'd have to be a complete freaking moron. You'd have to be Fetterman to believe that that might be a vote for party B. And yet it is legal to spoil that ballot and not count it. Common sense is dead. And I hate that. One of these days, one of these days. All right, you ready for some deep fakes? Oh yeah, this is a cool story. <laughs> this is from freethink.com, links in our show notes. Do check it out. Tom Cruise deep fake is the work of a very pro VFX artist, visual effects. I'm in that business, so I know from what they talk. It took a lot of effort to make the convincing deep fakes that were posted to TikTok. There it is. The ability to put one person's face on another person's body in a video, nothing new. Professional VFX artists have been swapping actors' faces for stunt doubles for decades. Deep fakes, however, are relatively new. In these videos, faces aren't swapped painstakingly by VFX artists, but it's all done effortlessly by AI, software. And uh, these clips currently aren't nearly as convincing as professionally edited videos, but many worry that one day soon they will be. Uh, Let me see, I thought somewhere here we had, maybe not, maybe it's in the next story. Anyway, Chris Ume is one of about 20 deepfake artists and technicians working with Deep Voodoo. It's a studio founded by South Park creator Trey Parker and Matt Stone to make deepfake-based entertainment, including their Donald Trump skewering web series Sassy Justice, which also includes a Tom Cruise puppet. Uh, Ume shared the TikTok channel. Please don't go to TikTok. Uh, The Tom Cruise deep face videos in his LinkedIn. And Fortune confirmed he was the creator of the clips. So, uh, yeah, uh, there is a, okay, here we go. Here, I think, is the video. Let me just mute this. Deep fake breakdown. Here's how they did it. Take a look at this. This is so cool. That's the deep fake on the left. And that is the original on the right. Look at that. I mean, other than lighting, there's no difference. That is insane. And here's a breakdown of how the, <clears throat> how the deep fake, they mask the face. And then uh, there you go. There's the face mask, the aligned faces. Going through all the data source, every possible picture of Tom Cruise they can find. And there it's building, building until boom. There you go. Look at that. That is incredible. Look at this. That is nuts. Unbelievable. Final comp. Put together. And there you go. Look at that. Wow. Amazing, huh? Incredible. And a bit dangerous. Because the day will come. When you wind up with, uh, say, a president of the United States going live on TV and making some announcement and maybe it's not really him or some other leader of a country. Well, deep fakes are now in trouble. I got a follow-up story to this, which is really cool. This came up from the techspot.com, links in our show notes, an Intel detection tool is using blood flow to identify deep fakes. 96% accuracy. Your move, deep fakes. Uh, deep fakes, one of those technologies, while impressive, often used for nefarious purposes. Their popularity is growing. Companies have been working on ways of identifying real video from altered ones for many, many years now. But Intel, the company Intel, has a new solution uh, that looks to be one of the most effective and one of the most innovative. Deep fakes usually involve superimposing, as we just showed you, somebody else's face onto uh, another person. And... uh, websites began banning videos where this technique was used. For example, it's been used to put famous actresses' faces into porn star bodies. But deep fake videos have become increasingly advanced. Plenty of apps that let you insert your own face into uh, different things. They're, They're quite accurate. And, uh, One of the unpleasant side of the technology, in addition to being used to create fake revenge porn, is it's used by scammers applying for remote jobs. An app designed to remove women's clothes digitally. But the biggest concern is how deepfakes have led to the spread of misinformation. Fake video of Ukraine President Zelensky surrendering was spread on social media early this year. So there's a good example of exactly what I was talking about. Well, Intel has developed a method that lets AI analyze the subtle color changes in your face, which indicates blood flowing in veins. Think about it. If, if the video quality is high enough, There's a process, it's got a big, long, weird name, photoplesmography, PPG, which actually detects the blood flow in the pixels of an image. Deepfakes can't do that yet. Hmm. But this is a way to identify whether or not the video in question is real or fake. That's cool all right okay uh we got one more and it's very important perhaps the most important story we have done all night maybe all year today november 19th 2022 is world toilet day (laughs) Look, I couldn't leave you with all this bad news, so I had to lighten it up at the end. I don't know how you're going to celebrate, although I can imagine, but uh, making the invisible visible. Today is indeed World Toilet Day. Now, there's a serious side to this. It's a global sanitation crisis, 3.6 billion people are still living with poor quality toilets that ruin their health and pollute the environment. Many don't even have a toilet. Inadequate sanitation systems spread human waste into rivers, lakes, soil, contaminates the water resources. Safely managed sanitation protects groundwater from human waste population, and Honestly, everybody on the planet, all 8 billion plus of you, ought to have sanitation systems that would remove and treat human waste. And that is the reason behind calling today officially World Toilet Day. So, <laughs> I'm telling you. Unbelievable! No, I I, I actually I I do want to share one more thing because I just mentioned the eight billion people. I found this site. It's Worldometers.info. The link's not in our show. I don't think I. Yeah, maybe I did. I think I did put the link in our show notes. I'm not sure. If it's not there, just search for current world population. And I put this in because it's fascinating. This is live. This is the, we talked about this in our last show, which was a topic uh, du jour of the world population hitting over 8 billion people. This is a live count of the population of the world, eight billion seven hundred eighty-three thousand seventy-one two three four. and you see how it kind of goes up and down? That's because of these numbers. Check this out. Here's the births today and the deaths today. And the population growth just from today, 172,200. But you see, as every time a number here ticks off, that's someone dying. How freaky is that? And every time a number here ticks off, that's someone being born. 118,500,000 births this year. 59,364, 59 million, 364, 59, 364 deaths this year. So the population growth so far, and it's November, end of November, has only been 59,185,769,70,71,72. That's not all that much. But to sit here and watch these numbers click live, is I'm maybe I'm just a geek, but to me, that's absolutely fascinating. That is amazing. Incredible. Incredible. All right. That's the world population clock. (laughs) It's cool. All right. I need a, a little coffee break here. There we go. You still with me? Good. Cause it's time. It's time to move on to our book. We read books on this show. You know that if you've been around for a while. If you're new to the show, we do classic books. We've done almost from the very beginning of our show, 288 or 89 shows ago. um, We've read The Wizard of Oz, The Little Prince, Winnie the Pooh, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan. You name it. We've done so many classic books, and right now we are doing the original Bambi. Actually, there was only one Bambi written by Felix Salton, a German author in German. And uh, it is virtually the same story that was uh, turned into the amazing animated film that Disney put out back in the 60s. We're up to chapter 13. Bambi's growing up fast. So here we go. By the way, before we get into our book, please do like and subscribe to our channel wherever you're watching. Facebook youtube twitch.tv and uh, rumble.com of course they're all free and subscribing is free and it helps the show out a lot and to our podcast listeners thank you so much for all your downloads and for your subscriptions too all right here we go with bambi chapter 13 it was summertime and it was burning hot this yearning began to rise again in bambi the yearning that he would felt earlier but this time It was much stronger than before. It boiled in his blood. It made him restless. He wandered far and wide. One day, he came across Feline. He'd not expected to find her at all, for his thoughts were at that time very confused from all the restless yearning that had possessed him, and he hadn't realized she was there. And now she was standing in front of him for a while. He was speechless, merely stared at her, and then, awestruck, he said, Faleen, you've become so beautiful. Faleen retorted. Can you still recognize me then? Of course I can still recognize you, Bambi exclaimed. We grew up together, didn't we? Faleen sighed. It's been so long since we saw each other. And then she added, people can become complete strangers to each other. But she said it in a teasing way, simple, elegant, like she used to do. They remained together where they were. The path here, said Bambi, after a long pause, is the path I used to go along with my mother when I was a child. It leads to the meadow, said Faye. It was on the meadow that I first saw you, Bambi said, almost gaily. Do you remember? Yes, Feline answered. Me and Gobo, she sighed gently. Poor Gobo. Bambi repeated her, poor Gobo. <clears throat> and then they began to talk about those days, and frequently asked each other, do you remember? Turned out to their delight, they both remembered everything. Out there. ''In the meadow,'' Bambi recalled. ''We played tag, remember?'' ''I think we did,'' said Faline, and then she jumped away in a flash. At first, Bambi just stood there, wondering what had happened, but then he rushed after her. ''Wait, wait for me!'' he shouted gaily. ''No, I'm not going to wait,'' Faline teased him. ''I'm in a tremendous hurry.'' And in short leaps, she curved her way, far across the bushes and grass. Well, finally, Bambi caught up to her, blocked her way, and they stood quietly together. They laughed and were very contented. Phalene suddenly jumped in the air as if something had stung her and leapt away again. Bambi rushed after her. Phalene made a curve and then another, threw herself from side to side and, got away from Bambi time after time. Stay where you are, he gasped. Just just stay where you are. I've got to ask you something. Feline stood still. She was curious and asked, What do you need to ask me? Bambi said nothing. Oh, well, if you're cheating, said Feline and was about to run off. No, no, no. Bambi quickly exclaimed, "Stay there! I, I wanna, I wanna ask you. Do you love me, Feline?" She looked at him with even more curiosity than before and felt slightly wary. Mm, "I don't know." "Yes, you do," Bambi insisted. "You must know, and I know it too. I can feel it perfectly well that I love you. I've got a." Furious love for you, Faeli. So now tell me, do you love me? Maybe it could well be that I'm fond of you, she answered casually. And will you stay with me, inquired Bambi, becoming more excited. If you ask me nicely, said Faeli gaily. Bambi, lost control of himself, and exclaimed, I'm asking you, Faline, my love, my beautiful Faline, do you hear me? I am asking you with all my heart. Then I certainly will stay with you, said Faline softly. And she was gone. Enchanted, Bambi shot off again in pursuit of her. Faleen swept across the meadow, turning sharply, and disappeared into a thicket. But when Bambi also turned suddenly in order to follow her, there was a stormy rustling in the bushes, and out sprang Carouse. Stop, he called. Bambi didn't understand. He was too occupied with Faleen. Let me pass, he said hurriedly. I haven't got time for you. Go away from here. Carus ordered him crossly. Go away now. If not, (coughs) I will hunt you down until there's not an ounce of breath left in you. I forbid you to chase Feline. Slowly, Bambi began to remember the previous summer when he was so often humiliated by being chased away. And he suddenly became angry. He said not a word, but immediately lowered his crown and threw himself at Carus. He hit him with such a force no one could have resisted it, and Carus was lying in the grass before he even knew what was happening to him. He got up again as fast as lightning, but he was barely back on his feet when he was struck by another blow that left him reeling. Bambi! he shouted was about to shout a second time bam when a third blow slid down from his shoulder and caused him so much pain it took his breath away Caruso jumped to one side to avoid receiving yet another blow from bambi he suddenly felt remarkably weak and realized to his disgust that this was now a matter of life and death A cold fear took hold of him. He turned to flee from Bambi, who was rushing close behind, and realized from Bambi's silence that in every sense his anger and his ruthlessness was determined to kill him. Carus fell into a panic. He turned away from the path, used the last of his strength to break through into the bushes. was nothing he could wish for, nothing he could think of other than to yearn for mercy or for rescue. Bambi stopped suddenly and left him alone. Carus was so terrified, he didn't notice this, and ran on through the bushes as fast as he could. But Bambi had stopped because he'd heard the fine call of Faelene. He listened. There she called again, in fear. Oppressed, he immediately turned round and hurried back. Once he was back on the meadow, he saw her just as she was fleeing into the thicket, pursued by Rano. Rano! called Bambi. He was not aware he'd called out. Rano was not able to run very fast because his limp held him back, and he stopped. Well, look who it is he said in a genteel tone. It's little Bambi. Can I help you in any way? I want, said Bambi calmly, but in a voice that distorted by the anger he was suppressing and the power he held back. I want you to leave Faline alone. and I want you to go away immediately. Oh, Is that all? said Rano with contempt. What a cheeky young lad you've turned into. I I would never have expected that from you. Rano, said Bambi even more gently, it is for your sake that I want it. Because if you don't go away now, you will wish you could run away on those legs of yours. But you won't be able to run any more, what rano called out crossly, because I've got a limp, is it? Is that why you talk to me like that? You can hardly notice it anyway, or perhaps after seeing what a pitiful coward Caruse was, you think I'm frightened of you. Let me tell you this, no rano Bambi interrupted him. Let me tell you something. Go away. His voice quivered as he spoke. I've always liked you, Ronald. I've always thought you're very clever, and I've felt respect for you because you're much older than me. But now I'm telling you, for the last time, go away. I haven't got any more patience left. Pity you've got so little patience, said Ronald with contempt. A great pity for you, lad. But now just calm down. I'll soon be finished with you. You won't have to wait long. Or maybe you've forgotten how many times I've pushed you along. Bambi had no words to put against this reminder and was no longer able to control himself. He rushed at Rono like a madman. Rano received him with his head lowered. They crashed together. Rano stood his ground and wondered why Bambi didn't back away. He was also astonished at the sudden attack, had not expected Bambi to attack at all. He felt uncomfortable at Bambi's enormous strength and realized he'd need to pull himself together. They stood there, pressed brow to brow. Rano decided he would use a trick he backed away suddenly so that Bambi lost his balance and tumbled over. But Bambi raised himself on his hind legs and threw himself at Rano with twice as much fury before Rano had even found the time to stand firm. There was a sharp crack as one of the branches of Rano's crown broke. He thought his entire forehead had been smashed. He saw stars in front of his eyes, heard a swishing in his ears. and In the next moment, a powerful blow tore open his shoulder. He had no breath. He lay on the floor. Bambi stood angrily over him. <coughs> Leave me alone, Rono groaned. Bambi continued to strike him anywhere he could. There was a gleam in his eyes. He seemed to have no thought of showing any mercy. Please, just stop, Rono begged him pitifully. You do know I walk with a limp. I I was only making a joke. Spare me. Don't you understand it was a joke? Bambi, without a word, stopped his attack. With great effort, Rono stood up. He was bleeding, and he staggered. And without a word, he limped away. Bambi was about to go into the thicket to find Feline. But then she came out of it. She'd been standing close to the edge of the trees and had seen everything. That was wonderful, she said with a laugh. But then she became serious and gently added... I love you. And the two of them went on their way together. And they were very, very happy. Wow, what a chapter. All right, that's 13. We'll move on to 14 on our next stream coming up on uh, Monday night. (laughs) Uh, I love in this book. Fantastic. The Story of Bambi by Felix Sultan. Incredible. All right, that's going to do it. Please, uh, if you're still with us, like, subscribe, share this uh, show. We really do appreciate it. It costs you nothing. It's all free. Down here somewhere you'll find a subscribe button or a follow button and uh, wherever you may be. Most importantly, if you can make your way over to rumble.com. And uh, there's a link in our show notes somewhere down there for our Rumble page. And you can uh, follow and subscribe over there if you have a free account. So please do. We will see you again on Monday night. Until then, this is The Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. Or